Here the old gods are dead. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello. Welcome back to the Creepy Wee Podcast. My name is Rebecca and this is Liam. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) Who else missed us? Not me. Um, <laughs> I am I'm having a great time. We're both having a great time. To start things off, I won't be complaining so much about traveling here now because Narbeka complains about it to me as well. So I get a lot of my venom out because we're both uh, cross city travelers in the morning. So we both hate it. I mean, I'm like, I hate it. I hate how much money it costs me, but like, literally, I'm off the train and then like two seconds later I'm in my work so I can't even moan. like I am not a cross city girl doxing myself they they still uh they still got you late the other day well, yeah they did give me on one 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 minute like before my shift nearly started and like yeah my my colleague like texted me and she was like where are you and I was like get fucked <laughs> I was like where do you hang I'm on the train <laughs> is this the one I met yeah shout out to Amir and Laura my new colleagues <laughs> oh hi Amir thinks you're a handsome handsome man as he should you <laughs> did I've like started a new job and moved into a new flat all within the same like week so yeah. that's why we've been on an extended break because my life has obviously been like a mess yeah. and i've been having phd application living my dream life scenarios uh, yeah. and interview prep for next week so so we are late we are. we're not going to apologize for that but because no. me and liam are both in edinburgh on friday on a friday night yeah, we went. We went. We to live spoons. a new life. We went to spins together, and no, I'll no apologize for going with our spins. I used to be on my high horse so hard, being like, "I'm not gonna go to spins because yeah, they treat and cost eleven crisis. I will be going to spins because it's the it is the cheapest place you can get a pint. Yeah, but even there is more expensive than it used to be. The yeah, three small plates that were like thirteen pound now being like almost seventeen pound crazy was was ridiculous we went out on a friday night and i was like i'm not gonna drink that much i've got a flight to dublin in the morning 
was I hungover for my flight to Dublin? Was I being yes. sick in Glasgow Airport? Yes. Yes, yes. I was. <laughs> I was almost sick on the train back to Glasgow. And I don't throw up a lot after drinking. So we went like too hard. I got home and my girlfriend was like, is this, is, is this what it's going to be like on a Friday night in the big city? <laughs> yes. Yes, and then I did is. it like I did it la- like two nights ago, <laughs> and it like ruined ruined my Saturday. So yes, love it, love it, love it, love it. I love still acting like I'm eighteen. Yeah, me too. I didn't realize I did because I haven't done it in a long time. But the past few weeks, I have been. Believe it or not, this started at like a work conference. This sort of like pattern reemerging because <laughs> I started meeting like look because like you know when you're like in like first year in uni or something and you just start me- meeting loads of new pe- new people yeah well I had that experience again and I was it, it awoke something deep within me <laughs> excitement <laughs> and that was a really good conference actually so it was like science stuff but they had art stuff as well and they had a really good um sort of like like an art short film that was about endometriosis patients but instead of it being like this is a chronic neuroinflammatory condition impacting one in ten blah 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 blah, blah, which is very serious and very important fact however this actually focused more on like what it's like day to day for an endometriosis patient i really recommend the film and let me actually shout it out because i think more people should watch it because it's very important because like recently oh my god i'm going on a tangent we're back we're back baby um <laughs> anyway um what was i saying oh i i stopped myself mid-tangent uh, <laughs> to announce that you were on a tangent that's so important. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's so sad it must have been i forgot what i'm talking about we're back baby <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's really nice to see like a sort of perspective about um endometriosis or it would be nice with any condition to see how it actually impacts the the patients and like there's a big push in recent years for like um uh workplaces being like an endometriosis employer so like uh people impacted by endometriosis get to have like sort of like more lenient sick leave because or like working from home sort of requirements like say you're supposed to be in the office one day a week they don't maybe need to come in that week when they're menstruating or something because it is so debilitating anyway the movie called deviant by an art a scottish-based artist named emily beanie i will put a link on our story because it's it's really insightful actually and very quite moving and it was in collaboration with West Lothian Endo Warriors, I want to say, who are a peer-led group who I suggest anyone in the sort of West Lothian area get in contact with if they're impacted by endometriosis because it's a really good support network. So that's a, wow. little, that's a little moment. <laughs> wow, that's... So anyway, tangent aside. <laughs> well, I wish you'd go back to moaning about traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's obviously that's great. No, it is. That sounded insincere. But, My girlfriend has endometriosis. <laughs> I like know how this impacts people. Yeah, it's so bad. It's really crazy. Why is it doing that? Well, that's why I want to know. <laughs> I'm like trying to think of an update that would be like relevant to the listeners of the Creepy Wee podcast. Kylie Minogue's new song. 
Pedum. Kylie Minogue's new song. <laughs> Lana Del Rey releasing a song about her ex on his birthday yet again and it's like a vault <laughs> song and it was like streamed millions of times even though it's old as fuck and she just like released it with no promotion with one of her like Pixar covers it was a good day it was a good week for for me it, it, it was a good week to be gay but yeah. Eurovision Eurovision speaking of Eurovision Lorene how are we feeling about the robbery cha 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 you know what? I listen. No, actually, I feel like our listeners. Because I feel like our Lorene, listeners come for me. Like obviously, I don't think she should have won, but I, I, the, I don't know. I didn't really like any of the top three. <laughs> I just like when a song's fun, and you not can clearly tell like by like not if you like Eurovision's undemocratic, but it clearly is. Like if the public, oh, obviously, vote over unanimously for one song to win, it should be that song. And when juries are like rigged, I'm just well. Like, it wasn't really that the rest... much of a like percentage shift because the top two were still the top two. Yeah, but like when the public gives seven votes to that person and that person wins. Anyway, I just wanted Love. to say that for for the rest of Eurovision, I was bored out my nut. We have moved past the need for ballads. I do not want to yeah. hear a ballad ever again. However, however, I thought Lithuania did real good. I will say that. Although she was bet she was better in she was better in her qualifier. Like she was better on the like the the because like she kind of hit a few bum notes, which was really sad. Because I was like, oh no, because you served. <laughs> the bum notes fee. <laughs> it was it was the UK's entry. What's her name again? Something oh. May. Whatever. Molly May, bum I guess. Molly bum May. Note. <laughs> bum note central. Molly May, your your time is numbered. I was watching your it in a bar. Right? I was watching it in a bar in a, a gay bar in Dublin and the amount of booze that came out when they were like United <laughs> Kingdom. I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I I was showing my Australian friend around Glasgow that day and she was asking me how Eurovision works. And I was like, do not ask me, I do not know. Like, I feel like it's not a huge thing here, you know? Because I have uh-huh. no idea how it works. Like, I was watching it and I was like, wait, why does half the show, why is half the show them announcing who the jury voted for? This was yeah. my first time, like, watching like the votes come in. It's boring. A majority of the show is boring and it's really cringe. Like, oh, those people that did, like, the mask thing where they were just they were just standing there staring when they were supposed to be giving their votes and they're like we're gonna have to press you for your for your votes we're gonna have to oh, press you yeah Is i remember norway that they were doing like norway were doing like a weird bit yeah a lot of eurovision is actually really cringe and painful i was glad that i couldn't hear a lot of it <laughs> <laughs> like it's actually painful to watch <laughs> like it yeah. really is yeah, there was a moment where Alicia Dixon was like trying to drag Lorene, I think, and I was like, not at Eurovision. This is her time. <laughs> like <laughs> the boy does nothing doesn't fly here. <laughs> <laughs> I've <laughs> did you not see what I've named this episode? Like, does where... it come up what I've named it? Oh no, it won't name, but it's called <laughs> Glamorous by Fergie Castle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Speaking of Fergie, London Bridge, there was a coronation in the time that we have been off air. Oh, good thing we weren't on air, by the way, because we would have been directly taken off of it. 
Not my king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that the videos of him being just like grumpy? And I'm like, you are in a golden carriage. What do you have to complain about? Yeah. Like solid gold. Like moaning about being late or something. Like we're always late. I'm like, you've only done this once. <laughs> <laughs> if they didn't have to leech your fingers every time you got out of bed. Speaking of leeches, this episode that going? we're going to be is actually a bit like the royal family. Well, it's a bit like the Queen Mother's family. Boo. Boo. I'm boo. scared. I'm applying for things right now. I can't have a political one. I'll cut that. Oh, God's sake. It wasn't no, you. No, I'm kidding. It. I'm kidding. It's okay. Keep, keep As if it. they're going to listen. <laughs> well, it is like, in oh, my like, so theory. Good. You've got to be hobby, Liam. That's so nice. Someone said when that to I me pure... in a job interview once. And you were like, a hobby with like 3,000 pure listeners? What do you mean? <laughs> I was like, define that. I reach you 5,000 and a listenership of 3,000. <laughs> so it's like 5,500 actually. Anyway, is everybody ready to get back into like a classic Creepy Wee podcast episode? I feel like our last one was like so classic. Yeah. Like, Cal, my sister, messaged me and was like, this is your best episode. Which one was it? <sighs> the body Big Grey Man. The oh. Big Grey Man. <laughs> but they had also said that about the Body Snatchers, so I was like, wow, the only way is up. Is that a Eurovision song? Yazoo. No, I think it's just like a gay song. <laughs> I mean, same thing. <laughs> it yeah. might as well be a Eurovision song. Okay. <laughs> it was the, I think it was this. the intro for the only way is essex it might have been i might be making that up though that could be true that's kind of eurovision yeah yeah it's in the same vein yeah sadly i love island anyway wait why wasn't so... Gemma collins on eurovision sorry i'm literally like not letting you start the episode <laughs> i'm cutting this <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like it's literally like quarter past nine and I'm like Liam shut up oh yeah sorry no Gemma Collins was new on Eurovision because Graham Norton also always has to be there and then they had that lassie who's in what is that program about the like American guy who manages a football team Benidorm <laughs> <laughs> oh uh uh Doctor Who. Fuck off! <laughs> and we're starting this episode, right? <laughs> uh, this episode's going to be about Glam's Castle Monster. Not Glamis. Who'd have thought? Who, like, who would have thought Glamis? It's not Glamis. Guys, it's not Glamis. Milngai has spent Milngavi. Yeah. It's Milngai. Yeah, think. so it's like Mulgai. Oh, is it Mulgai? But then people, people who live there say Mungavi. People who live there say that. No, I yeah, don't know would, all of them. Because that's dude. how it's spelled. <laughs> but I've met so many people that like live there, were raised there, and are family from there, and they say Mungavi, and I'm like, so who's who said Mulgai? <laughs> <laughs> so where did that come from? Anyway, Glam's Castle, the monster of Glam's Castle. So we're gonna take a wee break. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So for six episodes later, we'd like to apologize for every mispronunciation we made in episode two. <laughs> really into Holding this ourselves battle. accountable. <laughs> <laughs> Me when I lie, 36 episodes later. <laughs> Aye, so <laughs> as we said, it's pronounced Glam's Castle. And the family who live there are definitely called the... <laughs> they were called the Watley on Bosleyon, not Bows Lion, <laughs> which I said in episode two. And you were like, yeah, it sounds right. And copied sounds me. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, looking back, I'm like, this looks French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the football team, Leon. And the place. And then, and then, like, and then like learning all of the stuff that I've learned in the past 30 episodes. Because, like, I learn with you guys. I don't, I don't think everyone understands. Like, I'm learning this days before. Literal days before. <laughs> <laughs> I like and, half an hour before your mic turned on. <laughs> I like testing, testing. Okay, go. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm it. learning it as well. And then, so when I learned that the Scottish uh, bourgeois were actual bourgeois, like they were French, like I, I was like, wait, that's probably how that's pronounced. <laughs> well, let's get into it. So, Glam's Castle has been around for over 650 years and has been the ancestral seat of the Earls of Strathmore since 1372. Boom. Oh, that's problematic. King Robert II granted Sir John Leon the Fenager Glams, and the castle enjoyed a relatively peaceful existence, apart from it being occupied by Cromwell's troops in 1650. 
The tranquil existence extended only to the castle, and as many who lived there were not so lucky. It is said that Glam's Castle may be the most haunted castle in Scotland. Fuck <laughs> Edinburgh Castle. <laughs> Fuck Edinburgh Castle. You heard it here. <laughs> Fuck Edinburgh Castle. <laughs> Claude Bosleon said, quote, If you could even guess the nature of this castle's secret, you would get down on your knees and thank God it was not yours. The secret was once the talk of the elite of Europe, and Glam's Castle was home to this mystery for the 1840s to 1905. The story includes secret passages, hidden rooms, ceremonial initiations, scandals, and shadowy figures spotted for the battlements and down long corridors at night. One version of the story claims that it was so horrific that the 13th Earl's heir flatly refused to have his father reveal it to him. Like his father was like, right, son, it's a bit high time. You've reached the age. I'm going to tell you the family secret. And he went, nah, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> like just plug in his ears and going, no, 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 no. But the mystery of Glam's was kept alive by its association with the British royal family and by the fact that at least some members of the Vowsley-On family insisted that it was real. Sir Walter Scott was the first man to tell the secret of Glam's. I actually had it in my notes that I was like, Walter Scott, famous Scottish novelist, but I was like, do I actually need to say Did that? Did you really need to make that note? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was like, I'm actually going too far. Um, Shakespeare's most cursed character, Macbeth, was Fanny Glam's even though the castle wasn't built till a couple of hundred years after the event eh, the famous Shakespearean tragedy took place. And Malcolm II, the Scottish king, died there, possibly through assassination in 1034. So the castle wasn't there at this point, and it wasn't like a... I think it was just a hunting lodge, and the king was there, and apparently he was yeah. murdered. But oh. obviously it's 1034, so like we definitely weren't writing a lot. <laughs> 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 like... In fact, back then, Scottish kings weren't illiterate. Their wives often really? were. Yeah, but I think... Oh, really? I remember reading that Malcolm Canmore, he could speak Gaelic and he could speak Scots, but he couldn't write anything. So his wife, Margaret, would do it for him. Oh. She was a wee sweet pea. Enough of a sweet pea that they made her a saint. <laughs> Did they? Yeah, Saint Margaret. Saint Margaret Just because she was so... So pious. Uh, I think it is Margaret genuinely. The pious. <laughs> she's genuinely for being that pious and that Catholic. They were like saint. <laughs> of course. <laughs> In fact, fun fact: Saint Margaret's head was taken to Edinburgh Castle when Mary Queen of Scots was giving birth to James. Her head. Yeah, her skull, and then her oh, skull went missing like okay. no long after that. So, I Mary Queen of Scots thought it would bring her some good Catholic luck, and it did. What did she do? Crazy, like, eh? Rind it up and snort it. Like, where did the skull go? <laughs> Apparently, it ended up in Spain after the Protestant Reformation, but oh. it's lost. So I'm guessing it's in the Vatican because it's lost in quotations. Sorry, I know this is like an oh. audio format. <laughs> <laughs> "Quote unquote lost." Anyway, sorry for that tangent. So no, Scottish I liked king, it. I learned so much. Can write? So the present castle was constructed in the 15th century around a central tower whose walls are in some places 16 feet thick. And Glam's has been the family seat of the Strathmore Earl since then, but by the late 18th century it lay largely empty because its owners preferred to live somewhere less isolated and cold. Although I will say it's in Perth. France. So, well, no, I think they moved to England, to be honest. But, uh, Interesting. Perth, like, Perth's <clears throat> such a, I think it's such a nice spot. 
not gonna lie, anytime yeah. I'm on a bus up to Inverness or a train, it looks nice. There's a few not lords that. and ladies that have like places in Paris, no? Like, yeah. There's a few. Aye. It's the place um, to be, I guess. Aye. For Housey doing Brewer. nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Glam's is left empty in the eighteen like by the eighteenth century. And it was left in the care of an estate manager, which is often at this time called a factor, like a benefactor. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So a yeah. factor. And in 1798, a young Walter Scott applied to this factor to spend a night in one of the castle's rooms. And Scott became the first of several writers to note the castle's oppressive atmosphere. He wrote on an account published in 1830, quote, I must own, as I heard door after door shut, after my conductor had retired, I began to consider myself as too far from the living and somewhat too near to the dead. Love. <laughs> I love when people write like just the most dramatic shit about it. Like he was romanticizing his life. This is like when a girl goes on Twitter and she's like <laughs> talking about like the movie she just saw. I'm talking about hot. you. <laughs> Me. Um, hot take, but Walter Scott had a way with words. <laughs> Shakespeare, Walter Scott. Give them their flowers. They don't get enough. <laughs> so Scott reported that Glam's was said to hide a secret room, which would have been a useful addition to any residence built in Scotland in the 15th century, where violence was seldom far away. Its location was known only to the Earl, his estate, and his heir. Unless you were mm. the heir that said no. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that. Actually, no, I'm too nosy. Yeah, I would imagine tell being, everyone. Uh, I would tell imagine everyone. Saying, <laughs> imagine saying, no, I what I can, your biggest, deepest, deepest, darkest secret. I'm fine. That's kind of a As a nosy way. bastard, that could not be me. <laughs> no, it could not be me. <laughs> So Scott does not mention in his notes that the secret room had an occupant, but within half a century of his visit, it had begun to be rumoured that the room concealed a prisoner who had been held there all his life. Get ready for the Scottish Phantom of the Opera, by the way, because this is exactly what this is. <laughs> the first reports of the Glam's prisoner date to the 1840s. According to a correspondent to the journal Notes and Queries, Writing in 1908. I love that, like, any newspaper or, like, magazine or something had, like, some whimsical name. Just notes yeah. and queries. <laughs> Very straight um... to the point. Quote, The story was and is that in the castle of Glam's is a secret chamber. In this chamber is confined a monster who is the rightful heir to the title and property, but who's, mm. who is so unrepresentable that it is necessary to keep him out of sight and out of possession. And then you just keep calling him monster. <laughs> yeah, I feel a bit awkward calling him a monster. This feels like the Phantom of the Opera or the Hunchback in Notre Dame where it's like somebody who is clearly disfigured Yeah, and we just gave them a horrible Ostracized name. Ostracised them, yeah. Yeah. Do you know that video and it's Phantom of the Opera but it's a shrew and it's like, look at the size of that snout and then it's like singing Phantom of the Opera. That you can get together. <laughs> I used to laugh so hard at that video. It'll be in the thing. You know, the thing. The meme thing the that we put on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. I I've never seen it. Make sure, I need to make sure other people have seen it. So, talking about the Glam's monster or prisoner, it is generally believed that the prisoner must have been a member of the Bose Leon family, 
commonly thought to be the firstborn of the 11th Earl or heir to that Earl's son, Lord Glams. Supporters of the theory point to Douglas Scott's peerage, which records that Lord Glams married Charlotte Grimstead in 1820 and that their first child was a son born and died on the 21st of October 1821. The thinking goes... What if he didn't die so quickly and conveniently? Mm. What if he lived on and was hidden somewhere in the castle because he was born badly deformed? Yeah. Yeah. That that seems feasible for this time period and and others. It seems feasible for a more modern time yes. period. Why do you not tell us, Liam, what we think? <laughs> okay, so several Victorian-era guests at Glam's made it their business to pry into the Earl's supposed secret I would be doing that if I like if I was the guest. I would be snooping around. I'd be like pulling out like books from the bookcase and like seeing if there was any secret. It's like clue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder what this candlestick does. <laughs> so they made it their business to pry into the secret, and by the second half of the century, it was frequently reported that a child had been born to the Beaux Lions and was horribly deformed, whole in mind perhaps but so hideously twisted in the body that he could never be allowed to inherit the title. This might sound far-fetched, but I should point out that this family have done something similar before. So after the First World War, Catherine and Nerissa Bosleon, both cousins of the Queen Elizabeth, and were born mentally disabled, and then both spent their lives locked away in homes and hospitals and ignored by their family. So this is something that very is contemporary. Rosemary Kennedy. Yeah. Sister JFK, it happened to her as well. I'm not sure if the Bosleyon sisters, I'm not sure if they were lobotomized, but they were definitely locked away and forgotten about. But Rosemary Kennedy comes for like, obviously it's American money, but it's the yeah. Kennedys are still old money. And yeah. they lobotomized Rosemary and just left her. Nobody ever went to visit her. I didn't know they lobotomized her. Yeah. And it was one of it was a bad lobotomy. Not that any of them were ever good, but it was one of the bad ones where it was like Oh, like with an ice pick. I think Yeah, she had like a behaviour disorder before and then after the lobotomy it just rendered her like completely and utterly mentally disabled. Oh. I'm not sure if that happened to Narissa and Catherine, but nobody went to visit them. I think they maybe got visited once. And then when they died, when the last sister died, I think the Queen maybe issued an apology. Maybe. I think I might be giving her too much credit, though. She definitely acknowledged them in some way when the last sister died. This is contemporary. Like, the royal family it are still... It keeps going on, and no one stops it. Yeah. So, Lovely. maybe the Glam's Castle monster isn't too far-fetched. No, I'm I'm very on the, like, on the fence of believing that pretty much what people sort of concocted as the idea of what it was is what it was. Yeah. Anyway, what the monster of lambs might have looked like is up for debate. In a part of the castle known as the Mad Earl's Walk, strange shadows are sometimes seen on battlements. In about 1865, a workman discovered a door that led into a long passage, which is what I would have found if I had been around in the era when I was snooping. (laughs) As he ventured in, the man saw a deformed figure at the end of the corridor. He was then strongly encouraged to emigrate to Australia by the clerk of the work at the castle, and his passage was paid by a very anxious earl. So, free trip, free emigration, expat era. Get out, don't talk to anyone. Yeah, leave, say nothing. Get out right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
this is the end of you and me for real <laughs> yeah other 19th century accounts refer to the monster as a human toad however the only detailed description of of the monster as it were for want of a better word emerged in the early 1960s when writer james wentworth day spent time at glams while writing a history of the bodleon family from the then earl and his relatives wentworth day heard the legend that a monster was born into the family he was the heir a creature fearful to behold it was impossible to allow this deformed caricature of humanity to be seen and even by their like close friends like no one like even the family probably didn't see them a lot um he had enormous uh, barrel like chest that was harry's adormat his head ran straight into his shoulders and his arms and legs were toy-like which i'm not it's a horrible description of a human uh, yeah also by like toy like i'm like thinking like if this is the 1960s do they mean like a baby doll like you know how they had like the yeah i think like tiny and thin yeah so like i think that's where the description of like a human toad comes from so i was kind of picturing like oh yeah you know like the wind in the willows oh yeah so like sort of like more atrophied sort of limbs and like yeah carrying like a huge body yeah Oh, it's similar to Quasimodo in the book of the Hunchback in Notre Dame. Do you think that's what the book is based on? No, I think this is based off the details in the book. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, this is a quote. However warped and twisted his body, the child had to be reared to manhood, kept safe and occasionally exercised. That job was given to the factor. That's a shame that even his like dad didn't. Yeah. Like, if this is real, like, his dad didn't even take him for a walk. It was a job given to the head of the estate. Yeah. It was basically because he was, like, heir apparent, technically. He had to be kept alive, but he didn't have any kind of, like, thriving life as a result. If Glam's really does have a secret chamber, its location remains a mystery. Estate papers record the construction of one such hidey hole adjacent to the <laughs> charter room. <laughs> adjacent to the charter room in the base of the tower but others probably exist. Yeah, so it's weird. There's like a few New York papers in the era that like were obsessed with the Glam's Castle monster. So in 1904, the New York Sun reported, quote, on one occasion, a young doctor who was staying in the castle professionally found on returning to his bedroom that the carpet had been taken up and relayed. He noted that the mark on, of the carpet was different on one end of the room. So it's like you could see that it had been moved, like dust had been settled, yeah. basically. Dust had been felled. Oh, that was good. <laughs> you sounded like a journalist. You sounded like Jessica Fletcher. Thanks, babe. <laughs> I am. <laughs> By moving the furniture and raising the carpet, he laid bare a trap door, which he forced open and found himself in a passage. This passage ended in a cement wall. The cement was still soft, leaving the impression of a finger. He returned to his room and next morning received a check for his services with the notice that the carriage was ready to take him to the station for the first train. So very much similar to like the yeah. guy before who made a discovery. The factor seems to be aware that doors have been opened that shouldn't have been. The people have seen things that they shouldn't have and have immediately been asked to leave. Yeah, off you pop. Sir Horace rumbled the fucking names in this thing. Can anybody tell that, like, I really didn't like the aristocracy? <laughs> <laughs> so Sir Horace rumbled 
a British baronet and diplomat told him of an event that took place in 1850 when the 12th Earl's wife asked her guests to aid her in a hunt while her husband was away. So even she's not aware of what the secret truly is. So they're all up one night and I'm guessing they've had like a few brandies and they begin reasoning that the hidden room probably has a window. Then, the coast being clear, Rumbold wrote, Somebody hit upon the ingenious device of opening the windows all over the castle and hanging out each of them a sheet or a towel or a pocket handkerchief. Mm -hmm. Soon innumerable white signals were fluttering around in the summer breeze when Lord Strathmore unexpectedly returned. (laughs) This is like Clue. This is like Clue. The early Strathmore bitterly abraded his wife and quickly divorced her. It is true that the marriage ended unhappily and that the Countess ended her life in Italy. The results of her experiment remain disputed. Some accounts of the incident suggest that one tightly locked window in the tower remained unmarked by a towel. Others say it was four. Oh, that's like, uh, uh, what's it called? Knives Out. You know, there's the fake window at the front of the house. And then they were they yes. just like, where's that window? <laughs> Wait. Is this like a common trope? Like in like mysteries, like that, that the curtains in that room are new drawn, etc. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or or did they did knives out did the guy who made knives out like read this story? I don't I know. Don't... It must be a common and, trope, surely. Yeah, like, it'll be like an Agatha Christie novel. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So in the nineteen hundreds the glam secret began to pass for human knowledge. The sixteenth Earl speaking to James Wentworth Day in the nineteen sixty insisted that he knew not a thing. It may have died with my father or with my brother who was killed in the war. At this time, it was generally assumed that the mystery was not passed down to further generations because there was no longer any need for it. The monster had died and hence the scandal was at an end. When or if that happened, though, remains uncertain. The New York Times published a story as early as 1882, suggesting that it was now believed that the mystery had been in part solved and Mm. that the room contained some person who died a week or two ago at a very advanced age. Other accounts suggest that a death took place in 1904, around the time that the 13th Earl passed on. Soon afterwards, the New York Tribune reported, Jesus Christ, like, (laughs) New York, this swept the streets of New York. (laughs) The newsies in New York being like, read all about it, read all about it. (laughs) Slam's castle monster dead. Read all about it. (laughs) (laughs) So the New York Tribune reported, quote, Glam's castle is to let at a very high rent. The fact that the new Earl of Strathmore should be willing to lease his ancestral historic home suggests that the celebrated mystery in connection with this castle is now at an end, and the necessity of keeping secret and secluded one or more chambers no longer exists. Mm. Was the monster of glams ever more than mere gossip? At least one well-placed witness evidently suspected that the family spun tall tales themselves. David Lindsay, the early Crawford, visited Glam's in 1905 and noted in his diary, quote, The Leons talk freely about ghosts and invent stories to suit the idiosyncrasies of each guest. As to the alleged secret, I soon fathomed the mystery. The secret is that there is no secret. So a lot of their pals are actually suggesting that the Bose Leons loved having a laugh or loved attention and... Me when I lie. <laughs> the secret is there is no secret. That's so that's like a drag race trope. <laughs> Against this though, there is evidence that many members of the Bosleyon family took the mystery very seriously. The last word goes to Rose, Lady of Granville, 
another Wentworth Day's informants. She had been born in the castle and asked if she knew the story. She looked serious and was silent for a moment and then said, We were never allowed to talk about it when we were children. Our parents forbade us to ever discuss the matter or ask any questions about it. My father and grandfather refused absolutely to discuss it. Genuinely, what do you think? Well, part of me is like, this is very believable that it was just like a like a relative that didn't look the way they wanted them to look so they hid them away and then another part of me is like i could very much see this being like like you know how like my practices like this still continue to this day but it's just a diff- in a different form but you know like how on tiktok people will like create basically their own lore so they can have a three-part sort of tiktok series to like launch their yeah. launch their influencer career by talking about this like traumatizing event that happened to them and then leaving it on a cliffhanger mm-hmm. every every part of the way i could believe it being like that <laughs> i could believe it being like the the like acoustic version of that i guess where it's just like creating hysteria so that people people um want to pay attention to you like i'm with you like i genuinely believe that something fucked up could happen to a relative of a royal family member like because we have evidence that that has happened <laughs> yeah and or like say like a modern royal's gay yeah nobody can find out about that or if a modern royal is a paedophile people can find it out but it won't make a difference yeah but also that being said i've just had a light bulb moment <laughs> this castle is obviously huge and costs an absurd amount of money to run and even though these people are rich, like you do not have enough money to run these estates. And that was a big thing in the 1800s. Yeah. Old money families weren't making enough money off their land so they couldn't run their estates anymore. How about fabricating a rumour so that all these rich writers come and stay and pay to stay at your estate yeah. so you can finally lease it? Or you can, and like, mayor people would want to come for the hike. Host a party people have to pay entry to and then... Go hunt for the monster. Yeah, exactly. You, you leave midway through the party and they think it's their own idea to, like, search around the house. Very well played, if that's the case. Great PR. Monster or no monster, Glam's Castle is reportedly the most haunted castle in Scotland. So along with the monster, we have some other spooky things that haunt Glam's Castle. So, Liam, would you like to tell us a legend? Yeah, so another another story goes that behind one of the thick stone walls like maybe similar to the one we discussed earlier i don't know exists a secret <laughs> chamber around which are woven many legends um here one of the lords of glams earl beardy as he was known was playing cards with the tiger who was like the alias of the earl of crawford and was reluctant to give up the game even though the sabbath was rapidly approaching and i think that would be like taboo that would that would very much be like not morally righteous so the clock chimed midnight and a soft knock came at the door of the chamber a man dressed in black who some say was the devil appeared and asked to join the game which i love this reminds me of uh, what's what's that horror movie where the the family like makes games but they have to ready or not yes oh my god so good so good <laughs> this is very similar to another scottish story where the devil plays cards with a, with a baron yeah which we'll talk about at some point yeah anyway earl beardy promptly gambled away his soul and died shortly after 
for many years the sounds of cursing and swearing were heard echoing from the room at night and I love that because it's like you could just imagine some Scottish old dad like losing it gambling and swearing oh for fuck's sake yeah like, like, <laughs> imagine that being your ghost be me when i'm a ghost no Fox like sake. imagine that being the ghost noise i'm like i used to go to sleep listening to my dad yell at the football like that like all the time <laughs> this would make i would not be scared in this environment if that's what was haunting me <laughs> i would sleep soundly in fact <laughs> Anyway, in an attempt to like stop the sound of the swearing, which was bothering people, I guess, the chamber was bricked up, but the swearing ghost couldn't be stopped by mere walls. His ghost is still said to roam the castle in the dead of night, and there are several reports of guests walking to find him leaning over the beds, gazing at them with evil intent. Like, this is the least threatening <laughs> ghost I've ever heard. <laughs> like, just some guy swearing and just staring at you. <laughs> leaning out of your bed and going, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, like what is evil? evil intent gonna do like you've also got to have a knife or something <laughs> so when we spoke about the ghosts at edinburgh castle we also spoke about the grey lady edinburgh castle who was either thought to be mary queen scots's mum mm -hmm. marie de guise or wow managed to get her in <laughs> um or the grey lady a Edinburgh Castle could also be the ghost of Janet Douglas. Uh. We did speak about this, but let's go for a wee refresher because it's more likely that she actually haunts Glam's castle. Janet Douglas was wife of John, sixth Lord of Glam's. King James hated the Douglas clan on account of the fact that he had been manipulated and dominated by the Douglas stepfather. Following the death of her husband, Janet married Archibald Campbell of Skipness and brought him to live at Glam's but James had a waging ruthless vendetta against the Douglas clan. Very similar to James II, actually. The Douglases were a very yeah. powerful family that manipulated the Stuart monarchy for hundreds of years. <laughs> and in fact, I believe that they might have imprisoned James V when he was quite young, or I might be getting him confused with James VI. Cause like, yeah, because it was, it was it's James VI that gets imprisoned when he was wee, no? Oh, but they both yeah, do. Yeah, I think this I think, I think, I think it happened both, to both of them. Yeah. Was it Douglas? I think they should time? cover all the... Yeah. And then it was similar with James II as well. Like, they they were regents during his yeah. childhood. And when he came to age, he realised that he was, like, totally powerless. So he murdered one of them. Yeah. Was he the one that was fucked up? He was fucked up because they murdered they murdered two members of the Douglas clan in front of him when he was a wee boy. Yes, that was Wow. That Who was remembers that? Throwback. The... the, the black dinner or something <laughs> yeah the black dinner that was it oh my god <laughs> so uh james has this massive vendetta and what can only be described as an act a petulant spite he turned his attention to the popular and beautiful lady campbell and had her arrested on a trumped up charge of witchcraft which we discussed in the ghost of edinburgh castle on july 17th 1537 lady campbell was led for edinburgh castle and burned alive at the stake on castle rock her ghost is said to have been seen many times in Glam's Castle Chapel, kneeling in silent prayer, a shimmering translucent figure which exudes an aura of peaceful tranquility as it melts into nothingness after a few short moments. Most unbothered ghost of all time. Yeah, considering her death's pretty fucking violent. Um, but aye, that is Glam's Castle, not Glamis. And... The maybe monster. Maybe just 
scandal, generated scandal. First instance, first instance of PR ever. <laughs> um, I quite like that one though. I've had that on our list for since we started the podcast. Yeah. Um, so a good one to get back into it. We, I think, the next episode today we're going to do a wee fairy tale because they're my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like my like brain is being massaged when we do the fairy tale episodes. Like it's so good. <laughs> anyway, that's been the Creepy Wee Podcast. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Instagram at the Creepy Wee Podcast. TikTok is the same. Twitter is the Creepy Wee Pod. And if you want to visit our website and buy merch, you can find it at the Creepy Wee Podcast.co.uk. Thanks. Bye. Pull up in a monster automobile gangster. Who the fam gets the game? <laughs> mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.